Hello everyone and welcome to Behold, the podcast where we try to answer once and for all, what is the best comic book adaptation? Yes, be it movie or TV show, we'll watch it and rank it until we have our definitive number one. And who is we? Well, I'm your host Andrew, and as per usual, I'm joined by my co-host Mick. Who was going to introduce himself as the podcaster with a mouth, but then I realised that that was a basic requirement for all podcasters. Yes, that's, that's not <laughs> perhaps as special as it is in some scenarios. <laughs> if anything, it's more innovative to be the world's first entirely mime-based podcaster. <laughs> well, you can do that now that Zoom's available, can't you? You can record the video and, and not do any words. That's true. Curse you, Zoom. You've ruined my joke. Like, you've ruined so many other things. <laughs> anyway, that, that may have been a, a fairly low-effort introduction, but now it's time to put in maximum effort as we behold Deadpool. Yay! Yes, in the episode that I think Mick has been waiting for, Possibly for several years before we even knew we were doing this podcast. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the 2016 film, directed by Tim Miller, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and based on the character created by Fabian Nicesa and Rob Liefeld. I, I think the reason I've been looking forward to doing this one so so much is because uh, when when the film came out, the other podcasts that we were doing at the time managed to transpire to cover Deadpool on weeks I wasn't available. Yes, entirely by accident, probably. Well, I mean, unless unless most of you got a controlling share in the company I work for, which, given its size, I'm not sure you have. Yes, given our lack of ability to both own things and also plan anything in advance. Yeah. I think it being part of some sinister Machiavellian plan is quite unlikely. Yeah. But anyway, Mick, as as you sit there in your Deadpool shirt with your Deadpool background, you are you're familiar with head. the character of Deadpool I'm and your Deadpool, Deadpool head. head. Can't forget the Deadpool head. So are you, are you familiar with the character of Deadpool at all, Mick? I've never seen any of it. I've never seen but, or read any of it. I've ne I've never read the um, comic book come role playing game. You you are Deadpool. Yes, and yes. In fact, of the two of us, you are the most relevant to this because you are Deadpool. Indeed. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I I kind of got an inkling of Deadpool from a few of his guest appearances in other comics that I was reading. And then um, it took me a while to get my head around why there were so many different boxes and speech bubbles for one character. And then um, I sort of decided to get a couple of Deadpool titles and start reading them. And and then Ryan Reynolds, bless him, brought out a film version. Yes, actually, yes. Well, I, I told a lie earlier when I said that you are Deadpool, Mick, because you aren't. It's no, Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan no, Reynolds no, just no. in everyday life is Deadpool. No, Ryan Reynolds is allowed to be Deadpool under license from me. 
Oh, right. It's it's like some kind of leasing agreement. Yeah, yeah. Because he's young enough to still do the superhero landing, you see. Ah, I see, yeah, because as we know, is murder on the knees. Yeah. So. But yes, I too am a bit of a Deadpool fan. So I think... It's kind of hard not to be, isn't it? Indeed, he's just... I think even with Deadpool, it was probably the first series, and this is like the original series by Joe Kelly, I believe, from back in the 90s, although kind of mid-2000s by the time it was reprinted in the UK. Yeah. I think that was pretty much the first comic book series I, I actively collected. Like, before it was lots of, you know, kind of buying the occasional issue of, like, 2000 AD. Yeah. Maybe, like, getting some Spider-Man comics because, you know, I like Spider-Man without necessarily being that invested in, like, what the overarching story is. Yeah. But Deadpool was, like, the first. No, this, I want to know, like... Every single issue, each kind of couple of weeks when it's coming out, I want to be on top of that. Yeah. Because he is, he's basically everything you want out of a 90s hero, which is that he's very stabby, he's very <laughs> jokey, and he's just like this sort of weird guy who's off in his own little corner. So you can get and, into and, it without necessarily listener, knowing that listen, much about. Listeners who are unfamiliar with Deadpool, you really don't want to know what he's up to in that corner. No, yeah, don't. Just ignore the stains. Don't look at the stains in the corner. I mean, best case scenario, he's he's chomping down on a uh, chimichanga. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's probably hot sauce. Let's just say it's yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think there's something special about that first time when you feel like you've discovered a character, not just like, oh, yes, this is Spider-Man and, like, Superman or the X-Men, where it's just sort of been handed down to you through generations. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of, this is your one. This is your comic that you found. Yeah. This is your hero? Don't call him a hero. <laughs> Indeed, he, he certainly would rather you didn't. Absolutely. Okay, now, shall I get into the old synopsis for the film? Get into the synopsis for the film. Why not? As a as a treat. Yeah. Let's not so, experiment with format. Although I guess it, it is kind of a slightly non-linear film, so we could maybe do like half synopsis, half discussion, second half of synopsis, second half discussion, except that's also a lot of work, so we're not going to. And and we'll just get confused. We will indeed. Now, as per usual, there will be full spoilers in the synopsis and the discussion that follows. I mean, it has been five years and there has been a sequel. And also based on the box office, you've already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was all just me. <laughs> going again and again and again. So, uh, also just a heads up, as we mentioned before, the film itself is quite non-linear. So I have switched around the order of some things just to simplify uh, the summary. So, our film opens in media res as Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, brings the pain to a bunch of goons who work for 
Francis, the man who turned DP into the regenerating degenerate he is today. Smashing right through the fourth wall, our protagonist, because while he may be super, he's certainly no hero, explains how he got here. Through flashback, we learn that Wade Wilson was a former soldier who became a vaguely honourable mercenary after he was dishonourably discharged. One day, he met a sex worker named Vanessa, Marina Baccarin, and through a combination of Voltron and Creative Smut, the two fell in love and eventually became <laughs> engaged. Unfortunately, their plans for a happy future were cut short when Wade discovered that he had a highly aggressive cancer spreading throughout his whole body. Desperate for a cure, he eventually agreed to sign up for a top-secret medical trial run by a shadowy government agency. Or are they? This trial is led by a doctor known as Ajax, played by Ed Screen, whose real name is Francis. Dun-dun-dun! Ajax and his super-strong bodyguard, girlfriend, something, called Angel Dust, Gina Carreno, subject Wade to a series of torturous experiments in an, in an attempt to unlock his latent mutant gene and turn him into a super soldier. After eventually succeed... Uh, uh, read the words you've written, Andrew. They eventually... <laughs> they eventually <laughs> succeed after locking him in an oxygen deprivation chamber, triggering Wade's healing factor. Unfortunately, this has the side effect of merging Wade's cancerous and non-cancerous cells, leaving him with the horrifying appearance of Ryan Reynolds with some makeup on. He then tries to escape the facility, accidentally burning it down in the process, and ending up left for dead by Ajax. Wade, of course, heals, though, and spends the next whatevers of time building up his new identity as Deadpool as he tracks Francis down. Back in the present, Deadpool tries to kill Francis by a stop by the X-Men Colossus, Stephen, uh, I think it's, is it Kapachik? Yeah. We'll go with that. It could be. I, he's not listening. I doubt it. Yeah, no, he's, he's not listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stefan. <laughs> we don't have the budget. We don't have the budget. That's right, not even two, <laughs> such as Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, played by Brianna Hildebrand. Uh, unfortunately, this allows Francis to escape and kidnap Vanessa to lure the Merc with her mouth into a trap. To rescue his gal, Captain Deadpool assembles a team of his bartender mate Weasel, TJ Miller, and his roommate Blind Al, Leslie Uggams, which is a fantastic name. And then, after having them collect a bunch of guns for him, True. promptly runs off to go team up with Colossus and Negasonic instead. Also dope into the taxi driver, played by uh, Karen Sony. The gang then track Francis down to an abandoned structure, which for legal reasons is definitely not a shield helicarrier. And after a big fight, they are able to defeat Francis and Angel Dust and rescue Vanessa. <laughs> Colossus then gives a very poignant speech about the nature of heroism, which Wade promptly interrupts by shooting Francis right in the face. And then he smooches his girlfriend as we pan out to Careless Whisper. The end. So, Bick, what did you think about the Deadpool film? 
Yes. What did I think about the Deadpool film? Oh, it was glorious. It was irreverent. It broke the fourth wall. It took the mick mercilessly out of certain previous comic book franchises that uh, Ryan Reynolds may have been involved with. Uh, and I, I think I think the beauty of it is that, and this is the secret. You could this this film could have been so cheesy, as people sort of overplayed all aspects of it. But actually, I think the fact that um, Colossus and Negasonic played it exactly as they would if it was a standard X Men movie. Um, Marina Baccarin played Vanessa absolutely like the romantic female lead should be played. So, because they were all so invested in it, it sold it all so well. And it's just it's just a, a perfect spoof superhero movie that's actually still a superhero movie, but don't call yeah, it Yeah, exactly. I think that is like the big thing that makes Deadpool work. I don't like it, why this definitely needs to be like 15 rated is you do get that kind of deliberately yeah. jarring sort of parallel between yeah you've got like Colossus and Negasonic and it's just like the your traditional sort of taking itself quite seriously not going too far yeah. with any of the violence sort of X-Men movie and then you've just got this weird yeah. guy turning people into kebabs <laughs> turning to the camera going like <laughs> Whatever you do, don't make the superhero suit green or animated. Remember Green Lantern, guys? Wink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, and I mean, we didn't know it at the time that this came out, but it's also sowing the seeds for some other gags in Deadpool 2. Um, but uh, uh, in essence, it's just a good adventure movie anyway. It's a good comic book movie anyway it's deliciously over the top there's some fantastic set pieces and it manages to do it without as they keep pointing out in the film without the budget that an mcu film yeah because i mean I'd, i looked it up before the show this film had a budget of 58 million and for comparison captain america civil war which came out the same year that had a budget of $259 million. And which film would you rather sit through again? Definitely Deadpool. <laughs> the, uh, and and the, the other thing is, a, a lot of people undenied about why, and famously one of our Geek Show uh, friends uh, refers to Deadpool as a superhero with swears. That's not why it got the 15 rating. And to exemplify just how much it uh, required that rating, I had to travel out to the Middle East on business um, shortly after the film came out. And on the plane, which was flying to a predominantly Muslim country and also conscious of the fact that it was a family environment and therefore kids may see over the shoulder of someone um, who was watching it, uh, there was a special airplane cut of the film showing. So that must have been... 42 an... minutes. <laughs> 42 minutes. 
I was going to say that must have been an entertaining like half an hour, but wow, <laughs> that is my joke answer's not far off. I mean, if only they'd done the same with Star Force, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which was on the same flight. If they'd have cut that to forty-two minutes, I could have lasted the whole film. I mean, yeah, that's basically just all the X-wings, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it, there are some moments where there's a sharp intake of breath before you laugh. Yeah, I would say. I think there's definitely a couple of jokes in the hair that I think maybe, if we're being generous, I'd say haven't aged well. Yes, that's true. Which, considering it's only five years, is yeah. saying something. I mean, I think that's the nature, that's kind of always going to be the nature of something like this. Is it is being yeah, deliberately yeah. like quite raunchy and outrageous. And when... Like you're deliberately going that close to the line, you are going to go over it with a, a few of them. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing about Deadpool in the comics as well, isn't it? It's always current. It's always current pop culture that he's referencing. Um, he he will refer to sort of iconic things as well, but from years past. But he keeps up to date with his referencing. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah, that, that's again, that's one of those things. It's probably going to like date the film quite quickly, but like that yeah. is kind of part of the point of when it was made is it's look at this character. He's not just making jokes. He's making the kind of jokes that you, the audience, also make. Yeah. Like, look, here's a character in the film commenting on the fact that, hey, isn't it weird how sometimes Professor X is Patrick Stewart and sometimes he's James McAvoy? Yeah. Yeah. And... And also, I think the, the other the other thing that Deadpool can do is give you a release because he can do the gags that you're thinking of, but maybe think in polite society maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> so I think there's a sort of guilty pleasure in watching Deadpool do it for you. <laughs> yes, like I will I will admit, in polite society, I would certainly say no, no Deadpool. Punching Colossus in the nuts, breaking his own hand and yelling, you, your poor wife. That's, that's yeah. not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because they're made of metal. And more, more disturbingly than that, just prior to that, when Deadpool's not aware of Colossus's <laughs> presence and goes, Daddy? <laughs> With just the clanking sound. Yeah. <laughs> Which, look, also, I will say maybe an another bit of the problem with the jokes is that because there are so many, it can kind of return to that well a bit few many times. Because, like, especially, yeah. like we said, with those Colossus jokes, I think those are the two funniest jokes about that, and they're at the start of the movie. And yeah. then it, like, it kind of makes them all later, but it's just, oh, yep, yep, we're doing the, the same thing again. Yeah. And, and you're right, I think, I think it's, I think, I think the gags in, in Deadpool are definitely, uh, if you, if you actually break them down as, as a sort of lesson in humorous language, they're definitely a, a triumph of quantity over quality. 
Um, and they are, in a lot of cases, they are cheap shots, but that's Deadpool. You know, he he's using the humour as a distraction technique while he suddenly figures out a new way to stab you in the in the heart to death and a thousand pieces, especially if you've upset him. Or, for example, kidnapped his girlfriend. Yes, I think, yeah, definitely the film is very good at, like, showing that it's not just he makes jokes because he's funny. He's also making jokes to, like, throw his enemies off or because, like, he's kind of deflecting from a more serious question. So I think it is good that it incorporates that yeah. kind of stuff as well. Yeah. And, uh, also, is the bit where he kills a man with a Zamboni, and that's, that bit still cracks me up. Because <laughs> it's just the bit where he's going to say, hey, if you don't tell me where Francis is, you're going to die, and then pans up to show he's like on the other side of the hockey rink in about five yeah. minutes as he slowly <laughs> yeah. drives over. And... Um. And there's also the fact that, you know, to show that he's a hero who cares, or not a hero that cares, um, giving the friendly, helpful advice to Dupinda, you know, helping Dupinda with his personal relationship issues that he's got. Yes, I don't. They set that up in the first scene and then have the payoff later of just Dupinda then has his loved rival just tied up in the trunk of his taxi. <laughs> And you've got that whole conversation because Colossus is in the car with Deadpool's going, no, Dupinder, that's not what I told you to do at all. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, I had my doubts as to whether a movie could pull off the, the multi-facets of Deadpool's character, because like, let's face it, in the comics he's just depicted as this man with like various voices in his head telling him what to do in any given situation. Yes, he is. He is violent be... Looney Tunes. Yeah, um, and I just wondered how that would come across in a, a film. Cause it'd be easy to do it with voiceover and just hear the different voices in his head but I think, yeah. I think the way that I mean, much like the comedy thriller film The Voices starring Ryan Reynolds yes 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 I mean that's basically Deadpool 3 isn't it no Detective Pikachu that's the family friendly Deadpool 3 and then The Voices is Deadpool 4 so what the MCU are looking at doing is Deadpool 5 Wow, we, we've made a whole franchise very quickly. <laughs> the Deadpool Cinematic Universe. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. It is a great adaptation of what I would consider to be a tricky one. At, about the time the film came out, I remember seeing um, a fan-made version, a very low-budget fan-made version, um, where they'd used They've quite ingeniously used post-it notes to denote the voices in his head, which is quite a good way of encapsulating the the sort of captions that are in the comics. Uh, different coloured post-it notes for the different voices, but I mean, it was fan-made, so it looked terrible. But you know, yeah, actually, I think I've seen that as well. Because yeah, I definitely remember the post-it notes thing. Because yeah, because I think that's definitely. Like the being able to talk to the voices in his head through the narration boxes 
that's kind of yeah. one of those things. I mean, I guess, you, like you say, you can probably do it in the film of just like having the boxes pop up. But then I think like you miss the point that, that yeah. it, like what he's doing there is he's playing with the fact that Deadpool exists in a comic book. So the, the better way to yeah. adapt that is to do what this film did, which is instead just play around with the fact that Deadpool is playing with the fact that he is in a film. So like, yeah, and, that, he, and this, like, this is what happens because because the video game came out um, about the same time as well. And it's not about the fact that he's a comic book character who knows he's a comic book character. He he is a comic book character who is aware of whatever medium he's in. Yes, exactly. And like, it's having fun with that. That's that's. I yeah. think the big thing people like about Deadpool. Yeah. So yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of. I mean, yes, some of the some of the scenes are gratuitous, but then that's Deadpool. Yeah, it's also. I think I will say probably some of the scenes, just by virtue of this being mainly a comedy film, I do feel I slightly diminished on the review. Just like yeah. by, again, just knowing, oh yes, this is a joke I like. But because it's a joke I like, I've remembered it. And so I know the joke is coming. So it is slightly less funny. Unless yeah. it's Deadpool killing a man with a Zamboni. Which again, <laughs> is exactly as funny every single time I watch it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the whole relationship with Dupinda, that, that doesn't lose anything on reviewing. That's, um, that's timeless. And builds again throughout the second film. Um... Oh, I missed one of my Deadpools. Oh, there's a, there's a tiny little Deadpool with you as well. Yeah, I've got all the Deadpools. I'm not a fan. No, he's he's probably one of your bot top fifty, maybe, but just just about. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sneaking in there. Um, but yeah, it's um. I don't know what else can we say about Deadpool. Yeah, it's that hasn't been said. I mean, I've, it's more than just a comic book movie with swears. It is indeed. I, I do feel like I maybe need to just say if we, if we are being entirely critical about it, is that there are some parts where, like, the CGI does look a bit ropey, but again, it had a budget of fifty-eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So it kind of it it may, feels a little bit mean spirited about. Well, no, you've just you've made yeah. the best of what you've had, and like yeah. so the, the actual action scenes themselves, like where it's mostly just you know kind of stunt doubles and stuff, they they look pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like especially uh... like I think probably might be my favorite scene in the film is the the twelve bullets bit. Yeah. Where he's just like yeah. counting down the bullets and like you've got bits of him because I mean that does as well really show off who Deadpool is is that he's this really efficient mercenary who can just be like popping off headshots but then yeah. like he'll get annoyed fire off like half his rounds into one guy and they go 
Bad Deadpool. Going with that. Good Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I like about that scene is that it's a kind of continuation of the title sequence as well. It is, yeah. Because again, I think that's them going. Because the title sequence, that's mostly kind of the test footage they had, isn't it? So it's going, well, yeah. we've got this footage. Again, we probably don't have the, the budget to make more. So let's just incorporate that into the finished film as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's also, also, to be fair, yeah, they should, it's... because that test footage is basically what saved the film. Yeah. Because I know the Fox executives, yeah, they was... were very, no, we, we can't do a superhero film like this. No one will want to watch it. So then the test footage accidentally leaked online. And that, that basically, the fan reaction to that is what got the film made. And yeah. yeah, speaking of no one will want to watch this, box office return of $782.6 million. That's a lot of nobodies. Indeed. Like, considering the measure of a film's <laughs> success is double its budget, because, you know, you've got to take yeah. in marketing costs. That's an astronomical success. It is. It yeah. is. And I guess it's also why we've also had things like The Boys. Yeah, and, and and that's that's the other thing to think about this. It, it's a it it's been a gateway movie. Would given given Fox's reticence about an R-rated superhero movie, if Deadpool hadn't come along, would we have had Logan in the form that we did? I would say almost definitely not. Because I mean, obviously no, Deadpool wasn't I, like I, the first R-rated superhero movie because you had things like Watchmen and, and Kick-Ass before it. But this is definitely the one who goes, mm. no, this is something that people like actually want. It can make money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think those, those other two, the Watchmen and the um, Kick-Ass, they were, they were R-rated comic book movies, but I think with less potential for mass appeal. There were more, I think there were more niche comic book areas in that they were landmark comic book titles beloved amongst comic book fans, but in the wider market, probably not that great an appeal. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, I guess, yeah, kind of before it was a case of you can have like your tentpole big budget superhero movie or you can have your kind of more cult favourites are rated superhero movie, but they can't be the same. Yeah. To which Deadpool said, I assume something along the lines of, look at my balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it has paved the way for that. Um, uh, I think possibly um I think it's, I think it's good now that um, Fox has been subsumed into the home of comic book movies now, um, because that opens the way to maybe do adaptations of things like Marvel, uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, and those bigger Deadpool stories. Yeah, but I think the. I think they kind of need to keep the budget mo more modest than the rest of the MCU. 
because I think if they go for the the sort of Avengers scale budget, it'll lose something. Yeah, well, I think again, it all ties back to Deadpool in the comics. Is part of what makes him popular is the fact that he is he's like more of a B list hero. He's a, he's a bit of an underdog. Like, I mean, it's yeah. again, I kind of fell off the Deadpool comics when he was getting to be like this massive, big, popular character where he's got like seven different ongoings. He's on the Avengers now. He's showing up with all the X-Men all the time. And it's like, yeah, that's not who Deadpool is. He's he's the weird guy who you like maybe begrudgingly team up with every now and then. But you just yeah. like you get in the car with him and you keep your eyes dead ahead and you try not to notice what's on all the other seats. Yeah. And just hope and, you can and, stand and, and the smell. Definitely, and definitely avoid eye contact. And, and that's Deadpool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of the, the MCU a bit, I guess, something I really do appreciate about Deadpool is, unlike some of those films, it knows how to say, this is a serious scene now. So we're not going to have jokes in it. Like all the stuff with yes. Wade when he's in the for licensing issues, not Weapon X facility. Like that's yeah. all played dead seriously because it needs to be. Because you kind of need to know, oh, yeah. this is horrible that he's went through. This is why like yeah. I now support him running around shooting random people in the head with very large guns. Is because this was yeah. a nightmare. And that is lessened if, say, Deadpool gets, like, impaled on the ground and then Spinscan goes, uh-oh, kids, how am I going to get out of this one? Wink. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, yeah, it manages to do that without feeling like it's got an uneven tone. Yeah, exactly, because I think because it does lay that groundwork earlier in the film of saying, like, we're a comedy yeah. film, but also this is about a character who's using humour to maybe, as a coping mechanism for being a very violent, angry yeah. man. Yeah. And I, th I think the other thing that they, they, they push across, which I think is sometimes lost in the comics, is the, the fact that because that cancer... Um, is also healed with the healing factor. So the cancer cells are getting as, back to their full strength as well as his normal cells. He's in constant pain as well. And they bring that across in the movie, which I don't think comes across in some of the comics quite as well. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, again, that's the advantage of it being a 15 film, is I do feel like what happens in the comics is Deadpool tends to get a lot of his sort of rougher edges sanded down. Yeah. Especially if you do want to bring him into more like X-Men and Avengers type stuff. So he's just the wacky comic yeah. relief character. Whereas in the comics, he's the wacky comic relief character who also has like a dungeon in his house full of torture equipment that if you get on his bad side, he may lock you in. <laughs> oh, Deadpool. You scamp. <laughs> So is it time to rate it? I think it is indeed. So Mick, well, do you rate it? Because I rate it. 
I rate it, yeah. Okay, there we go. All done. All right. Are we not going to put it in our league table? Yeah, we can do that as well if you want. Yeah, okay. Uh, Number one. Oh, that's... Now, I, I know you're a big Deadpool fan, Nick. <laughs> I'm not sure I can quite justify it being better than Road to Perdition. But it is. Because it's Deadpool. Okay. How about on the special Mick-only ranking list, it can go in at number one. Okay. And on the general list, it comes in a, a squidge lower. You look these guys in the eyes and tell them why they can't be the number one adaptation. Okay, you can't be the number one adaptation because you're not as good as Road to Perdition. Try again. Okay, right. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. That was wrong of me. You can't be number one because I say so. Right. You do realise that you've now been rechristened Francis. It's fine. Ed Screen's a very attractive man. I'll take it. We'll find you, Francis. Listen, a cruel and unusual death is, is no price at all to pay for maintaining the integrity of this podcast. <laughs> integrity. Um, See, I, I can do jokes too. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness, I was thinking we've got um, season two of the boys at number five, season one of the boys at season one. Number six. Words. Who needs words? <laughs> so yes, I was thinking Deadpool probably comes in around about somewhere there. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. We could even give Deadpool. Well, I'm, I'm sure he'd agree is the best place for him. Nestled in between the boys like some kind of weird sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's completely in. Um, that's completely in keeping with Deadpool. And and the boys, I guess. Exactly. And that's the real reason yeah. why Deadpool couldn't be number one. Right. Okay. So, he is now our number six. Excellent. And with that, I, I think we've uh, come to the end of the show. Indeed. So... If you would like to listen to more, you can find all our old episodes on the feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do subscribe to the show, you'll make sure you never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch, our email is beholdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at beholdpod. And if you're a fan, we'd really appreciate it if you did leave us a review on your podcast app of choice or just recommended us to a friend. It's the best way for us to grow as a show and reach new listeners. So that's everything. Until next time, I've been Andrew. 
I've been Mick. So long, and thanks for listening.